So hello and welcome to the New Gig Podcast. I'm your host, Glenn Hodgson, and today I'm delighted to be joined by entrepreneur and CEO of Warpin, Emma Riederstad. How are you doing, Emma? I'm fine. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on the program. And let's begin by just hearing a little bit for the viewers and listeners about your background, a little bit about your journey. Okay, so I've I'm, I'm always been in love with fantasy and sci-fi. I used to game a lot when I was younger. So I've always been very fascinated about technology and what it can do for humans. But uh, I started out working as a sales representative, actually, and I worked my way up. And uh, my job has been everything from CEO for some of the biggest um, sites for women, uh, but I've also worked at a lot of news and magazines and so forth. And uh, when I knew that the technology was progressing, I quit my job and I started Warpin about six years ago. And we wanted to use technology to enhance the human experience, right? So working with new technology to make it a part of our lives, not to be owned by it. Mm. So that is our main focus at Warpin. Excellent. That's fantastic. And, you know, we, we, we see uh, so many changes and such a, a, a accelerating speed within which uh, these developments uh, are, are taking place. And, you know, technology is no longer an add on. It's sort of front and center with everything that's uh, mm. happening. You know, how how well suited are we as uh, as human beings here today in 2022 for the changes that are, that, that are taking place at the moment? You know, biologically, we haven't changed a bit, right? And we're still these cave people that we are. So, I mean, we have been bombarded, I think, in this 2D land that we have been living in for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, and I feel that this new technology will open up a whole new world for us. We're born into a 3D world, right? Mm. And that is our way of working. That is a natural state for us. We are creative. We are empathetic in that space. Yeah. So... I think that this technology will actually, you know, help us return to that and kind of bring back the power to ourselves and work with these technologies in ways that we didn't think was even possible. So mm. I'm very excited because I feel very trapped in a 2D screen. <laughs> uh, I'm not really comfortable with it. So, I mean, I think that a lot of people feel that after the pandemic, for example, just sitting right. in these Zoom meetings all the time. Uh, it's not that much fun and it doesn't really bring creativity and, you know, yeah. things to work. So, um, you know, if you look on that side of these technologies and how you can use it, I'm super excited to see mm. what uh, will and, happen. And I think what you're saying here, Emma, is really, really interesting as well as exciting because the fact that kind of the, the established narrative is that sort of technology is uh, killing human connections and human relationships mm. But what you're saying is actually there's a possibility to turn this on its head and allow people to reconnect and recommunicate in an almost better way. Yes, indeed. I mean, if you're, if you, I mean, the internet has been great for so many things, but it has also brought a lot of bullying, harassment, yeah. you know, a lot of dark parts of it. But it's also brought a lot of boring things, like doing education in a two D screen. I don't know how many e learnings I've sit through, which are pretty boring. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So I mean, when you have the opportunities to use your hands and all your senses. That will, I think, really make us thrive in a whole new way that we yeah. haven't done before. 
So it's going to be human relationships, but also, I guess, it's also going to have an impact on the world of work as well, how we communicate, how we sort of uh, do business, uh, but also be able to place more emphasis on soft skills and actually those uh, interpersonal relationships. Indeed. And I mean, I've been sitting in panels, for example, in the metaverse where you are an avatar and I meet people for the first time as an avatar. And, and when we have met, you know, a couple of months later in the real world, it was like if we knew each other, even if right. we were avatars. Mm. But also if you're thinking about doing things in, when you're filming 360, when you have this real environment, Right. It, you're fooling the brain that you're actually there. So you can really use this technology for empathy, for creativity, for learning things in a whole new way. Mm. I mean, if you know, if you if you put, I, I've seen a lot of different studies on this, but you know, for example, children, they have a learning curve of I think of 300%. Instead of seeing how big the Chinese wall is, you can stand on it for yourself yeah. and you know really take it in or put yourself in someone else's shoes or you know be able to share digital spaces if you are in New York and I am mm. in you know Stockholm we can share digital spaces and co-create yeah. uh, or we can you know use these digital spaces to really you know lean processes and make sure that people get the same information and everyone is on board and so forth. So, I mean, a lot of things are happening at the same time because, you know, a lot of people are talking about the metaverse as, you know, the gaming and social platforms and where we're just going to play and have fun. But mm. there's so much more, you know, behind this. It's all this old tech uh, truth, right? In the yeah. beginning, we always overestimate with shiny new things like NFTs and things like that. Yes. But we always underestimate it when it comes to business models and how we can communicate and how we can collaborate. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that part uh, of the um, revolution that is happening right now, the tech revolutions or the tech renaissance yeah. that I like to say. Yeah, it almost, and I think it's a good point that you raised that, that, that the whole hype cycles, that everything goes up. It's, all, it's going to be amazing. It's like, well, the disappointment, and then it goes yeah. up again. It's like, well, this is the reality when we, we learn what the potential is. And what the use is in a, 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 a kind of a personal, but also a, a professional setting as well. And I guess that, you know, as the, we have changes in sort of the, the, the world of work as well, and business can change to actually use the technology that's there. It's kind of our mindsets that are the ones that need to catch up to be able to realize the potential, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, we've done this before, you know, when Internet came, I was working in, in a newspaper and every said, everyone said, oh, we, we need to be online. And you kind of push the magazine in and you flip the page online. And that is like bringing 1D to 2D. Yeah. So we have to make sure that we're not doing the same mistakes again. Right. right. We have to make yeah. sure that we are using this technology for the better and the greater good for all humanity. Yeah. And trying to really focus on the benefits where we can start working. And I think it's very important for people to understand that this technology is not in the future, it's coming and it's here yes. now. So every company needs to start to have a metaverse strategy. I'm not saying that everyone needs to enter the metaverse because mm. it is in its infancy, but we need to make sure that companies start to think about how they will work in this new environment and how their products will be shown and how we will you know communicate and how we can 
uh, make sure that we are using it so it's sustainable in the future and so mm. forth. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right that virtual reality gives us all this potential to be able to uh, relearn how to communicate properly because, you know, we communicate not just with our, uh, uh, by reading and eyesight, but all the, all the other senses that we, we use in real life. Let's be able to uh, translate those into uh, uh, a virtual or a metaverse situation whereby you can actually uh, use more of your senses and have a better experience overall. Yeah, I mean, it's also solving problems at the moment. And I'm, I'm not sure that people really understand that. Because if you look at, for example, one of our, our clients that we are working with, it's mm. a municipality here in Sweden called Piteå Kommun. Yeah. Uh, it can take up to one to five years before you get the sufficient lifting training or the sufficient displacement techniques for lifting elderly people in work. So right. a lot of people get, you know, work-related injuries and so forth. Mm. But instead, if you can simulate the same type of lifting techniques in uh, virtual reality as we did right. you can make sure that everyone gets that training so mm. instead of it takes five years you can take it from wherever whenever so yeah. it's all about solving problems at the moment and if you want to enter in the metaverse or if you want to talk about that it's more of a pr thing or something that you want to learn something Mm. But from work perspective, from education, from training, from treatment, that's where it's so exciting right mm. now. And where do you think the, the reticence comes from? Is it that people are just naturally uh, afraid of what they don't know or maybe they don't understand or new things are always met with a certain skepticism uh, as opposed to sort of embracing it uh, fully from the beginning? I think also that people need to have we have to give people time to understand this because okay. in the beginning, I always feel that people talk about very technical uh, things around this technology. It's like how it's going to work. And yeah. then you see films like, you know, Ready Player One where everyone <laughs> is sitting in a virtual reality headset. And, yeah. and that is not a future I think anyone wants. Mm. Uh, so we need to make sure that people will have the right information of what this can do and also make sure that people know that they have the power to also choose what they want to have yeah. uh, as consumers, right? Mm. So this is not something that's just going to come to everyone. This is something that's going to take time to develop. And, mm. you know, we need to take it step by step. Uh, the metaverse as a whole question or virtual and, and augmented reality are the tools that enable us to experience the metaverse. But it's not a technical question. It's a philosophical question. Yes. It's like yeah. what we want to experience in there. How do we want to create this digital world? And how do we want it to work for us? So mm. we need more people to get involved in it. We cannot just leave it to the gaming industry. Uh, because I don't feel that they have done such a great job with educating people on how to communicate, for example. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So we really need to make sure that uh, this is becomes a philosophical question. Mm. I think that's very interesting, actually, Emma, because it's sort of the, the debate that we've had at the moment, uh, you know, talking about sort of social media, even that the sort of the tech companies are becoming judge and jury and everything. And, mm. you know, at the end of the day, uh, tech people have a lot of strengths, but uh, maybe they can't. Uh, be responsible for everything they can't know everything so it's a broader range of inputs uh, uh and, and individuals from society who need to be part of this and co-create to 
partner to build the future and build the uh, uh, build the framework and the metaverse we, we, we want to be able to use and want to be able to see. Indeed. And I mean, as you to your point, you said before that you're so immersed in this, you're activating so much more senses. And this becomes so much real. You're 3.75 times more emotional connected to the content that you're experiencing in the in virtual reality, for example. Yeah. Mm. So it's super important that we make it a safe place, a fun place, but also that we really harness the power of these technologies. Mm. Because you know, if you have you, if you, I mean, we will see collaborations, work collaborations that we didn't even thought or could even yeah. imagine would be possible mm. uh, with these new technologies because it gives us almost superpowers as humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how can this help as well? Because no, we, we talk a lot now about um, well-being in the workplace, remote work and freelancing that brings a whole new uh, element of detachment and therefore mental stresses, uh, mm -hmm. psychological issues. Um, with this en enhanced uh, uh, experience, there's always the, also the enhanced possibility for issues, problems and, uh, and concerns mm -hmm. which need to be addressed. Is this something that needs to be looked at from the beginning, would you say, Emma, as opposed to waiting for problems before they're solved? You know, we're always going to fall and trip and remake things. We, we don't know everything from the beginning building mm. these things, but we definitely need to take in consideration from the beginning how this is going to affect people and how it's going to work. And, you know, it's not a question about tech companies building the foundation and loss. Yeah. We need people from all places uh, to be involved in building this. Uh, to your point before that, it's it's a philosophical question yeah. it's you know behavioral uh, it's people who have you know it it's feelings that are so much more involved in this if you mm. for example talking about well-being for example if you don't have if you have a job where you can't really go out in nature and do things during your break you can yes. easily use a virtual reality headset put on a headset travel to Hergakusta like we have done <laughs> and have you know a one-on-one -on -one with one of the most prominent researchers for happiness yeah and you can sit in that environment and just you know enjoy it, have a 10 minutes break or whatever. And you can also use virtual reality to, to, to train. We did that with a Swedish startup called Kry, uh, okay. who is a digital yeah. doctor. Yeah. And what they did was that they send it home a headset to people who have social phobia. And on the other side, uh, there was a psychologist with an iPad. And when they put on a headset, they could choose, the psychologist could choose if you were in a party, for example, or mm. in a meeting where you were supposed to speak to someone or, yeah. you know, and that made, that would give fantastic results because they could do this from their safety of their homes, uh, but still, you know, be, what, how do you say, like, um, pushed into different scenarios yeah. where they could, mm. you know, start to integrate and really work with their different phobias. Yes. So, I mean, we can use this for so many things. And I, we've seen it time after time being used in hospitals when you're, you know, changing um, things for burn victims, you can okay. put on a headset with an ICA environment. So from treatment to experience, to healthcare, to, 
to everything, this technology, I think, will revolutionize a lot of different uh, industries. Yeah, excellent. I think that it's great to have someone like yourself, Emma, who sees the opportunities as opposed to the negatives. And I think that, you know, we need to be cautious moving forwards, but we also need to have mm-hmm. an eye on the potential and the opportunity for the future that not letting ourselves hold us back and uh, prevent us from taking the next steps that we require. Indeed. And, and I feel like a lot of the fear, I think, from this technology is that you feel that it's very complicated and that is always a lot of different things are happening at the same time. We're being bombarded with, you know, news and things of the world. Everything is just happening at the same time. Mm. Uh, but we need to, like, take a deep breath and also realize that we have so much potential in this. And if we mm. can steer it towards using it to benefit us, uh, that will really help us to give us more time to spend with people that we love in real life. Yes. Yeah. I see this vision of using this technology for myself, at least, to be able to cut my work days in half okay. and spend half of the day with my family, yeah. because that is how much time we save by using this. Hmm. You save up to 80% of training time, for example, if you're training in virtual reality compared to classroom or online. Yeah. Uh, and you're you're you know, you can reduce 45 percent of work related injuries and you can communicate and share digital spaces, as we said before. And you can really be anywhere and be part of everything. Mm. And I find that very, very interesting because that can also democratize education. It can also Definitely. democratize and make sure that more people can you know, skip all of these bad decisions that we have done and just get right into it. Right. Mm. Yeah, and I think this, this, the, the learning piece is absolutely crucial. I think sort of learning more in a short period of time and a more experiential uh, learning experience, which is needed. And everyone says the same thing. The, the, the old ways of doing things are the old ways of doing things. But uh, just trying to sort of shoehorn the old techniques into the modern world let's actually sort of rethink this so we can get more out of it. And, Indeed. Uh, and, people- I, and I mean, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just going to Go say ahead. because, Go ahead. you know, in 2025, that's just in two years, 50% of everyone, everyone on the entire earth will be needing reskilling and upskilling yes. because of all the technologies that are emerging at the moment. So yeah. we need to make sure that people get this because otherwise we're going to stand there and, have no idea what we're going to do. I mean, 60% of everyone who's in primary school today will have jobs that we don't even know what they are. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, the old mindset is to let's stop this. Let's protect the old jobs that are disappearing. Yes. Well, that's kind of not the right approach. You should be sort of, as, as you rightly say, educating, reskilling and training the, uh, the, the, the workforce. They're able to actually interact with the technologies and deliver value for, for, for companies, organizations, and also get more interesting fulfilling roles and jobs for themselves as well i think this is something that's often that's often missed yes i totally agree and i think that again you know it has a lot of, to do with fear or that right. you don't have the knowledge and i would say that it's this is if you were just to sit down and do some research and have a look at it you will realize that it's just a continuation of the internet if yeah. you you could say that it's like we have built this amazing information uh, web 
uh, that we all share. And now it's time for the next step when we do different types of things in 3D, which will make it so much more engaging for so many more people. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. I mean, I think the technology is fantastic, but already we're coming to sort of the end of the sort of the Zoom and Teams uh, experience, which is great for short interactions to fill in the gaps, but it's not really replacing that sort of, uh, that, that, that in real life experience. No. Uh, and I mean, I think that this technology will actually show that even more yeah. uh, because, you know, when we are on our phones or on our computers, we're so used to getting bombarded with advertisement, for example, yeah. or, yeah. you know, things that we don't want. When we are in a 3D space, that will be very apparent, no one, could ever continue as a company if you were to bombard people with messages in the 3D world, because that doesn't make sense at all. So I'm also hoping that this is the technology where we can, you know, as consumers reclaim our power a little bit more and be like, hey, I don't want that, I don't want that. I don't want that that data to be shown. But of course, we have a long way to go. Uh, There's a lot of things that needs to be sold. You know, the safety, identity, who owns my data, because it's going to be a lot more of that. And things like that, that really needs to be, you know, discussed and talked about. Mm. But I think it's also a great opportunity to be able to give more power back to the individual, owning your own data, owning your own Mm. identity, which is kind of, by default has been given away, but now we're sort of, I think we probably see with this much more personal experience, people taking more control and, and, and having the right to be able to uh, utilize, protect themselves, but also to uh, monetize uh, uh, their, uh, yes. their, their online experience as well. Let's not shy away from it. No, indeed. And uh, we're seeing a lot of new companies also coming up, you know, with how you can protect your data and how you can own it and what you want to give away and what you don't want to give away. And I also feel that people are getting more and more conscious about it themselves. Yes. I feel with this technology moving forward with internet of things, you have Mm. blockchain, you have virtual and augmented reality, you have artificial intelligence, you have robotics. So many things are happening at the same time, right? Yeah. So we really need to, to, you know, make sure that we are all on board on this and that we're doing it in a way that also is sustainable. You know, just last week they changed this. So this is not happening anymore. But, you know, the NFT hype, for example. Yeah, yeah. When people have sustainability as a core value, you can't even work with NFTs because it takes as much energy as one household consumes for one and a half day, right? To just change uh, ownership. Mm. So, you know, we have a lot, uh, a, a, a long way to go until we have this vision of what we envision the metaverse. It is in its infancy, but a lot of things are happening. We're having the building blocks. Uh, mm. We're seeing how this could turn out. Yeah. So it's very exciting times. It, it really is. And I think that all long journeys begin with a single step. And I think we're sort of the, the, the early steps of that journey. But it's something where the genie is out of the bottle. I think there's no way of putting it back. This is something that we need to understand and harness uh, as we as we move forward, Emma. Yes, indeed. And, and to your point, this technology is here to stay. Mm. 
the amount of money and time that's being invested in these technologies is almost unheard of. So, you know, all the big companies, all the big tech companies are working uh, within this field at the moment. So it's nothing that will just come and go. Uh, yeah. We will probably see a lot of, you know, projects, tries, and sometimes they will fail, sometimes they will work, but mm. slowly but steady, we will move forward into these new spaces. Excellent. Well, Emma, it's going to be a great journey and uh, look forward to partnering with you and following this journey as well as we move forward and really appreciate your time uh, sharing your knowledge and insights here today. And we'll speak again soon. Thank you very much for having me.